5: Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Hello
6: and welcome. It's our number one, hour one of the radio program repackaged here in the podcast format. Now, before we get in to the dancing and dining fun, all the magic that is this hour, a programming note, if you would like to get your hands on a really cool memento from the show, that I had nothing to do with. Our guy Femi, he is the top Uber Eats delivery guy in Minnesota. He's a big super fan of the show. I met him at the Minnesota meet and greet, and he made a bunch of bumper stickers that promote our show. So if you want one, you don't have to put it on your car, but you can maybe put it on something around your man cave or something along the line. It's absolutely free. If Femi says, I'll send it out to anybody, he said. So if you want one of those bumper stickers, you can email Femi. It's F E M I Vikings at yahoo.com and tell him I sent you. He's got a couple different versions of the bumper sticker and you can get that little memento for free. I had nothing to do with it, but Femi's a big fan and he made a bunch of them and he wants everyone who's a fan of the show to have one. So thanks to our buddy Femi. But here in hour number one, it's all about football and Andy Reid taking shots. At the new kickoff rule, the Mallard Think Tank has been activated. How do you translate Andy Reid's question of when does it stop? Bringing up flag football. Is the NFL headed to flag football land as they continue to tweak the rules? And how far can the NFL push the envelope? Push it back now. Push it back. We'll get to all that and more right now in our number one. Big Red, Seeing Red, welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere in unison as we are where the whiskey flows from callers, phones, right into your eardrums, coast to coast, border to border and beyond on the vast and unrelentingly powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. The Ben Maller Show bloviating here. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection and fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. And our lead this hour coming from the complaint department of the NFL. When in doubt, throw a hot football topic out. It is the sports talk decree. And Andy Reed, big red. And he's chiming. Now the Chiefs defense the Chief Special Teams Coordinator, I get this right here. The special teams coordinator in Kansas City was uh, was less than excited about the rule change that was announced earlier this week. Well, Andy Reid has decided to toss in his 10 cents on the new kickoff rule. The league, if you missed it, we talked about this in a previous episode of the show, but the league approving a plan to reward kick returners who are dum-dums and call for a fair catch on a kickoff inside the 25-yard line. This happens a couple times a season where the ball will be kicked off and a returner will catch it, say, at the seven or eight, nine-yard line. And in that situation, it's a bonehead play, it's a buffoon play, and your team would be punished for your incompetence for being a mama luke. But now the NFL has decided, no, 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 out of an abundance of caution, they will automatically spot the ball to 25-yard line. So there's no difference between kicking the ball out of the end zone or kicking it and having it caught inside the 10-yard line, they'd say. Now, as we mentioned, we discussed this in great detail, but the story still has legs. The story still got legs. Now, when the Chiefs coach, Andy Reid, we have some audio we're going to play here. So when Andy Reid was asked about all of this, and his reactions, the Chiefs going through some of their off-season workouts, their May workouts, and Andy Reid did not pull any punches. Uh, He did not. Now, if you didn't hear what Andy Reid had to say, maybe not. I believe we have the audio. So, as Warner Wolf used to say, let's go to the audio tape. Here's Andy Reid on the new rule involving kickoffs.
1: I don't know. We'll have to go through all that. My thing is, where does it stop, right? So, you start taking pieces. And, um, you know, we'll see how this goes. But you don't want to take too many pieces away or you be playing flag football.
6: Ah, oh, you see that flag football. That's the money quote right there. And, and Andy, you don't take any pieces away from Andy Reid, okay? You cannot do that bad job by you. So let us discuss the question. How do you translate Andy Reid and his questioning of the the new rule there, uh, when does it stop? Right? How do you translate what Andy Reid said? When does it stop? And you're playing flag football. So I've got craft services, arms, and ukulele. And we will combine all of these things together. And we'll say the wheels on the bus go round and round. The wheels on the bus go round and round. So A, this is not something we need to turn to our translator ring our special decoder ring it is relatively straightforward what Andy Reid is getting at here Andy Reid is worried about the footing of football and uh, he knows uh, Andy uh, it's not his first uh, trip to the circus here and he realizes that this is a slippery slope and you keep trimming back the core of the sport, and you say, well, this is not that big a deal. And eventually, though, you are left holding a bag of dust. And since Reed is from the old country, more importantly, he is tenured. And when you're tenured, you're not worried about your job security. You can speak freely. How many more years is Andy Reed going to be coaching in the NFL He's on the back nine of his coaching career, but it's more likely than not that Andy Reid sees this and his eyes light up. He's like he's looking at the craft services table, uh, which is a great tribute to the acting world here. Not the delicious bagels, donuts, and pastries, but we're talking about the general catering of the rules of football, the catering for people who don't actually watch football and often, people that don't even uh, like football, changing the terminology, changing the basics of it uh, from the the game that has has been played a certain way for a long time. Now, it's it's been they've been altering the rules for a while, so it's not like this is all of a sudden some kind of big revelation. But page two here is the NFL headed to flag football land. Now, the arrow is pointing in that direction. It is. I'm going to be that guy. Don't be that guy, pal. I'm that guy. Right? It's it's not because the NFL owners want to do that. It's because they feel like they have no choice and they blame the legal beagles. The owners are protecting the gold reserve, as we've discussed in previous episodes of the show. They are worried about arms. They want to keep the lawsuits at arm's length. They want to put their arm out and just keep the lawsuits back. Hold it back now. Hold it back. And Andy Reid, by the time all this completely crosses over, Andy Reid will be out of the NFL, and will cross the Rubicon. And Andy will be doing something else, and that's that. He'll be hanging out in Dana Point in Southern California, living a great life. But a, a few changes every couple of years. That's that's the trend we're at now. If you've done the arithmetic, that's the trend. And When you get the calculator out and you crunch the numbers, it is trending in that direction, taking as much danger out of a sport whose main selling point is danger. Right Uh, now, now fans in many ways are being conditioned to accept this. Now, is that tinfoil hat? Am I going? Am I going out in cuckoo land? Am I in Never Never Land? Now, they're giving my evidence. I'm going to make my elevator pitch on how NFL fans are being conditioned to accept the evolving of football into more of a flag football sport. Now, some of this is under the radar. Some of it's right in your face. In recent years, the league has spent a lot of money marketing focused on flag football, right? They've, they've, done this for for the youth, and uh, tackle football is too uh, dangerous, so they've been promoting flag football from a marketing standpoint. But the NFL has literally and figuratively modified the Pro Bowl into some weird fugazi event that includes a flag football game. So does that count as condition? Like younger fans are being indoctrinated into the, the cult of the flag football fiesta. And so if you open your eyes and you merely look around, look out at the landscape there, it's it's moving in that direction. You say, well, I'll never get to that point in the NFL. Okay, well, maybe not. Maybe this is all for nothing, and you're right, uh, although it certainly does direct that way, right? The arrow is pointing that way. Now, the last word here, how far can the NFL hierarchy push the envelope. How far can they push the envelope? So there there is obviously a breaking point. Now we aren't there yet. We're not there yet. However, the NFL ownership group, they continue to futz around and tinker, 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 and whatever business you're in. I work in the radio business. And I know I've dealt with that. You know, radio is a much different medium than when I got into it when I started. Things change, things some things get better, some things get much worse. But there's always the tinkering going on, so that's always part of human nature. People always want to change things and alter things. Nothing stays the same, so I get that. But I, I, I look at Roger Goodell, who just got an agreement, although it's not signed yet, an extension to continue on as the commissioner of the NFL, and I, I think in my head, that little cartoon bubble over my head, Roger Goodell's playing the ukulele, and he's channeling a long, long-lost musician – who was a cult hero many years ago, who's dead, a Tiny Tim, and Roger Goodell on his ukulele is playing tiptoe through the tulips with the NFL rules, and the owners are all signing off on it. They're attempting right now to thread a needle. And if you've got fat fingers and you try to thread a needle, even if you don't have fat fingers, it's very difficult to thread a needle. You, you cannot please everyone. And the NFL is attempting to please everyone. It's not possible to satisfy every man, woman, and child. Someone will always complain. And we have great tools for those that like to complain their social media apps. That is the playground for those that like to whine, bitch, moan, and complain about everything. If you're displeased, someone's always going to be displeased, no matter what you do. But ultimately, the real decisions i continue to be convinced are being made by the overlords at television and the nfl uh, they're they're beholding even though they're the ones really calling the shots because they've got the product they've got business partnerships they're the guys who influence the tv people the direction the nfl goes with counsel of the legal department to avoid those massive cash Payouts. That's the way I see it looking into my, my crystal ball. All right, It is the Ben Maller Show. If you would like to comment on any of this, the lines are open for you at 877-99 on Fox. That's 877-996-6369. Also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. If you would like to be part of the program, you can join the uh, talk festivus here as we blab The nighttime uh, hours away here in the overnight. And later on, if you're with us for the full journey, we'll have Mallard of the Third Degree. That'll be next hour. Ask Ben. A fan favorite will be in hour number three. And we'll also have Puck the World in hour four of the show. And there's some other things. Factor Fiction also coming up a little bit later down the pike as well. So all that coming your way and much more. 877-99 on Fox is the number. 877-996-6369. We've got the whistleblower, the whistleblower, and it's a numbers game. We'll get to all that, and we will do it next.
7: And I guzzle that sucker down every night. That's,
6: uh, that was dinner, I think, uh...
0: You can be a one-percenter. Studies show that more than 244 million American adults listen to the radio each month, but only 1% actually contribute content. You can join that small fraternity of P1s on the Ben Maller Show. It's painless and simple. Just follow your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and Follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason, your news guy, your announcer guy. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Let's go to a game together. Coming up in the final hour of this very program, it'll be Puck the World, my weekly NHL report. I like hockey. And now live from the Tyra Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Slightly
6: awkward, I like hockey. A little awkward, Eddie. I don't know why. The way you phrase that, it's a little... It's the truth. I know, but it sounds strange, odd. Nothing strange about it. There's a lot of things strange about it. Late night drug tester writes in after a Maller monologue about big red Andy Reid. He says, good for Andy Reid. Pretty soon the only sport that will be left with any physicality is ice hockey. Well, even ice hockey. When I, I actually covered – people don't believe this because I don't talk much hockey, but I, when I started out, I was assigned to cover hockey at the station I worked at, and I covered a lot of NHL games. And there were fights all the time and uh, violence, and uh, it's not – I, you know, flip on a hockey game, it's it's not the same. People, they get a lot of guffaws. And I think that's across the board in sports. And maybe that's better. Maybe uh, I'm a Neanderthal uh, growing up, liking the physicality in sports. But you get a lot of guffaws now when there's any kind of physical play in any of these sports. Ferg Dog writes in and says, unpopular opinion. I'm not a fan of the new kickoff rule. Well, that is very unpopular. Call me a barbarian. Fergie says, but I like seeing guys get jacked up. If the NFL turns into flag football, I guess I'll have to turn to Foxy Boxing to get my violence fixed. Well, that would be a wonderful, wonderful way to go. Yeah, wonderful way to go. Uh, Who else do we have? Uh, Let's see. uh, Oh, Supermarket Steve called up. He tried to give me the heebie-jeebies. He called up yesterday, this douche, Supermarket Steve, and said, You're gonna get points, you gotta be careful. I got points, I got a ticket in Virginia. Now, other people have confirmed that if you get pulled over in the state of Virginia and you don't live in Virginia, or even if you live there, it doesn't matter, you're screwed. Like the point system in Virginia is terrible. So I had multiple people, including Sports with Coleman, who lives not far away over in Maryland, and he confirmed it to me, my guy Sports with Coleman. So there's that, and then other people were were telling me, don't worry, Minnesota's not like that. They don't do that, so I got nothing to worry about. So I had multiple people telling me not to worry about getting my speeding ticket in Minnesota, which is still kind of bogus because it was not. I wasn't even going. I was going the speed of traffic, and I believe if you go the speed of traffic and you're not, you're not out in front the pace car, and you're with the pack. If you're part of the pack, you should not get pulled over for speeding. That's my belief, but clearly the very nice officer disagreed with me. Uh, The burner account writes in says, "Somebody tell Andy Reid he hasn't seen nothing yet. You just wait." Until the NFL takes the kickoff away completely and the players no longer have to wear pads. Will you see breaking down, now you will be breaking down the hunting moon of Doc Mike and Spin Cycle Regina in hour six. Uh, he says, I'm asking for that uh, for a friend. Uh, well, maybe on the podcast we'll get to that this weekend. That may be on the agenda nature boy writes in from parts unknown. He says a nice story about Andy Reed, but we really want to hear a talk a little more about the Lakers getting swept. Nah, nah, Lakers are off the radar right now. What are, you know? The LeBron planning rumors. He wants to play with Steph Curry and uh, half the stuff out there from uh, Le- about LeBron James is tossed out by someone in the inner circle of LeBron James. That's generally how that goes. That is my belief. That's generally how, all of that goes down. We'll take your calls. 877 99 on Fox is the number 877 But before we get to that, a whistleblower, the New England Patriots have been dinged by the NFL. Where, where have we seen that before? Yes. The Patriots have violated the NFL protocols for off-season workouts, and as a result, we are told that they have been docked. Not one, but two days of OTA workouts for violating off-season rules. Patriots were forced to cancel a scheduled workout for later on Thursday and another one next week. Now, we don't know exactly what happened, But what we do know based on previous examples of this, and it's not just the Patriots. There have been multiple teams, the Cowboys, the Bears, the Jags, the 49ers, the Ravens, the Seahawks over the years that have been dinged. This is a whistleblower. This is somebody from inside the locker room who is that guy. You know how we say you don't want to be the guy that's got all the rules out and is keeping track, the poindexter? Well, the way this works, somebody on the team has to out Bill Belichick and the Patriot coaching staff for them to be punished. So some somebody is so anal retentive on the Patriots that they're going by the, the letter of the rule book, and they reported to the uh, players' union, which then pushed it forward to the NFL, and, and that is what ended up happening. As I understand it, that is the way this works, that – the teams that get dinged for violating the off-season workouts, that means somebody in the locker room, somebody that Bill Belichick hand-selected for the Patriot way and to do things the New England way and all that, uh, well somebody crossed the boundaries. I got this red, this annoying, cheating, red. An enemy combatant. An enemy combatant for sure. All right. Uh, let's go to uh, let's say hello to Skip, who's in D.C. Hello, Skip. You're on the Ben Maller show on Fox. Welcome.
2: So I'm going to go against all you Neanderthals and say the reason why they're implementing this new rule is because the number of concussions rose because kickers were able to kick off before the ball got into the end zone. And force teams to have to try to run them out and not get to the twenty-five yard line. So there was a lot more concussions this year, and we can't have that.
6: We don't no, have God forbid, we can't. We can't have that. No, of course. That's why we're gonna we're gonna flex in extra Thursday night games. So the guys, because they won't get concussions in those games.
2: Now, 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 that's a good point. That is hypocritical if you want to protect the player safely. You
6: know what I've noticed? My diagnosis of a skip phone call. You're a contrarian. You like being a contrarian, Skip. You do. You yeah. like being a contrarian. That's your well, formula. Well, I do actually care. Have you ever had a concussion before? Yes. I had many concussions when I back in the, uh, my younger days. And I'm still talking about it. Yes.
2: Yes. Really? You know, that's not good. <laughs> you might.
6: Well, you, you know what? The way I look at it, uh, and uh, not to be uh, too, uh, I don't know, harsh, but uh, we all have a fatal illness. Uh, it's, uh, when you're born, uh, the end game is the uh, end game. So we've all got
2: it. You want to try to stretch it out and especially have your mental capabilities last as long as possible, right? Uh,
6: that is true. But when I was growing up, Skip, I and mean, you're probably around my age. I don't know how old you are, Skip. But when I was growing up, it uh, was not something that people talked about. In fact, that they, uh, they, I grew up in the rub some dirt on it, get back out there. Uh, what are you doing? Uh, don't be a wuss. That was the era that I grew up in. But maybe, maybe it would be better now. I mean you could take days off and be great. be wonderful. I get more time off. Yeah, so I don't know. No idea. All right, I don't know what's going on with that. I, I skip I, I hit the button, Roberto, there. Anyway, it is the the Ben Maller show as we continue on. I like I like that guy Skip though. Skip's very contentious. He's argumentative which is, uh, which is not, not necessarily a bad thing. Not necessarily a bad thing.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller
8: Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine.
0: All happening in only one place, this league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League
4: Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein
0: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables.
0: Ja Morant is back in the news. Uh, police in Tennessee doing a welfare check on the Memphis Grizzlies star after cryptic messages on his Instagram account. Has Bruno. anyone
6: has anyone in professional sports been worse in the last 10 years at social media than Ja Morant? Uh, Seriously. Antonio serious Brown? Antonio Brown? Yeah, Antonio Brown, that's a good one. Nah, but I would argue that Ja Morant, is worse than Antonio Brown. Well, I'm saying because uh, Antonio Brown was entertaining at least. Well, John Moran's some, not guess. really entertaining. Yeah. No. No. He's, he's he's definitely up there. I would agree with that. But at least he didn't do what. Remember, was it? I think Ray Allen. That was before. That was past the 10 year mark. But remember, Ray Allen posted something that was supposed to be private, very graphic. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: so John Morant posted uh, some a goodbye note. Yeah. He said, "Love you, Ma. Love you, Pops." You the greatest baby girl, bye. And so people took that as- People immediately go to
6: a very dark place. Is
0: this guy, is this this a suicide note or something? So anyway, police went to his home, they checked it out, and uh, they they say he's fine. And then the the spin on it was that uh, he was looking to take a break from social media.
6: Well, I take a break every day. I don't yeah. post I'm taking a break. Why do you have to post, <laughs> just just don't go break? on just... social
0: media. Just, just don't. Because just...
6: like, it's such an attention whore. He's like, i got oh to announce to everyone I'm taking a break well, that's, uh Let everyone know. I know you and I are concerned. old men,
0: but that's this just that's just yeah. this generation. They think everybody uh, needs to know everything they're doing.
6: Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, good. Uh, John Moran. Did he lose more money on that, or how's that work? I don't, I
0: don't know. know but, I mean, if you're a conspiracy theorist, don't you say he's looking for sympathy. He's going you know do you going to go to the mental illness card or something here maybe yeah. this is all calculated Can you go back to that
6: quack in Florida he went to and get more of that palm therapy where they rub what is palms Surely That's and... <laughs> our friend Doc yes the great doc uh, It is the Ben Maller show this portion of the show brought to you by Progressive Insurance Progressive makes Bundley easy and affordable get a multi policy discount by combining your motorcycle RV boat ATV and more all your protection in one place Bundle and save at Progressive.com. So this story, we'll get to the calls in a sec, but this story is a numbers game, and I am going conspiracy theory. So Dateline Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks had a surprising year last year. They were supposed to blow, and they did not. They did not suck. They actually had a good regular season with retread Geno Smith at quarterback. Well, we fast forward now, and the Seahawks changing some players on the roster, and they... They did re-sign a defensive back by the name of Artie Burns recently. It's a good name. I was more of a fan of Artie Lang, but Artie Burns. Oh, man, he the, was terrible for the Steelers. Uh, anyway, Artie Burns is on the, the Seahawks there. And did you see what jersey number they gave Artie Burns, Eddie? Did number three? Ding, 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 ding. Yes, uh, the Seahawks have issued number three the same jersey that Russ with muscle, Russell Wilson, Mister Unlimited War, when he was in Seattle, the team uh, they they spun this. They claimed, from what I was reading here, that they were just out of numbers, and they they just were out of defensive back numbers. So <laughs> they had crap. they had no choice but to give Artie Burns the old number of Russell Wilson. So I my. <laughs> My theory is this is payback. This is Pete Carroll in the front office because they feel like they got screwed over by Russell Wilson. So this is their way to screw him over and say, you know what, we're going to let somebody else wear your number. And the Seahawks, the last number they retired was for, (laughs) for Walter Jones, which was 14 years ago, big offensive lineman Walter Jones in 09. So nobody from the Legion of Boom has had their number retired. And the Seahawks—they retired a bunch of numbers in the '80s, and they—they they had they only retired two numbers in the last generation: Cortez Kennedy, who played—I uh, think his number was retired in 2012—and then uh, Walter Jones. So they—they um, they haven't. There's not too many numbers that have been retired. I think I think the math on that is, is right. I might be wrong on some of the years. I guess they did retire a few more numbers in the last last decade, but nobody from the Legion of Boom. I said their number times, but this is, to me, this is absolutely a, a shot across the bow at Russell Wilson. And like, hey, uh, even though he sucked in Denver and the Seahawks look like they won the transaction because he was bad. He's got a massive contract and Geno Smith was OK and, and actually was really good in some areas for Seattle. But this was this was payback. And, uh, and I and I kind of like it. I got to tell you, Mister 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 Unlimited. Yeah. you got to be unlimited. Yeah, I, I kind like of. Oh, it. Douchebag. Yes. Let's go to Kyle in Denver. Kyle in Denver. Kyle made the trek. We were hanging out in Minnesota at the Mallard Meet and Greet. What's going on, Kyle? Welcome. How's
7: it going, man? Thanks for taking the call. I appreciate it. Uh, so real quick, um, before I get distracted, uh, doc is the worst driver in the world. Um, I spent all day Sunday with him and Regina and he nearly killed us more than once. He goes 45 on the same highway. You got a speeding ticket on. Uh, it was absolutely fascinating. And, um, it, yeah. Regina is a very sweet lady. She went way above and beyond to make all that happen. Um, And that axe video was not edited. I took it. And you really have very small athletic abilities.
6: Well, Kyle, uh, <laughs> of course, uh, we should point out that you didn't put the full video up. Because you somehow, I'm sure this was that is full video. That's not the full video. You didn't put the, the one where I nailed, where I, I absolutely planted the axe, Kyle. Where I tossed I the axe the and I nailed it, I uh, and it's you know uh, here's it, here's the way <laughs> you obviously don't understand this, Kyle. I don't know maybe you had uh, some of that beverage with Doc Mike, uh, but what happened was it was like batting practice. The first few throws were like batting practice, and uh, you, yeah, you look at major, you think you Mookie Betts, you think Mookie Betts gets in the uh, in the batter's box right away and, and makes contact. No, he takes batting practice. At five yeah. o'clock in the afternoon, and then he's ready to hit at seven o'clock. So I took batting practice and you just in this got case. Thrown in axe, there. You axe, got axe practice
7: after the wedding. You already, you were already tired from everything. Yeah, you. you did well, yeah, as there. you
6: know, Kyle, I was. Uh, I'm an introvert, and uh, I talked to a lot of people. I, I was happy to do it, uh, but it was the end of the night, and Regina came over to my, where I was. I was. I think I was with Hollering James at the time, and said that uh, she mm-hmm. wanted. Uh, me to throw an axe, and I said, well, okay, whatever. If you really want me to throw an axe, I'll do it. Um, and then so I went over there and I did it. But after my batting practice, Kyle, uh, why don't you tell the full story? This is why people don't trust the media. Guys like Kyle in Denver, you're, you're the reporter, right, right. Kyle.
7: so now for the rest of the story, guys. So the very last act Ben had available He stuck it in the bottom left corner under the circles, and it was perfect. It was a perfect toss. uh, And
6: and that's not even the full story, Kyle, because there (laughs) were other axes. But that was my walk-off axe toss. I could have continued to hit. I I didn't want to embarrass all the other people that were at the Mermaid. And I could have continued to throw axes, and I would have hit the bullseye. Because once I figured it out, and once I got my batting practice, my axe practice out of the way, I'm an expert. My new name is Paul Bunyan. All right, that's my new name. I'm Paul Bunyan. Okay. All right, Thanks for coming all right get get out of here. Get out of here, Kyle. Go go away. All right. <laughs> it's amazing that Doc Mike drives all over. He's based in Chicago. The guy drives all over the country, and according to Kyle, he's driving 45 miles an hour. Like the first car Doc had it was a, he had like a Model T it was his first car. <laughs> he's probably driving some jalopy around. Just wonderful. Just absolutely wonderful. Time now for the Who Am I game. I am a global sporting star, but my clothing brand has been a total flop so far with shares losing 93% of its value and my licensing agreement with the producers set to expire next year. Again, I am considered a global sporting star, but... My clothing brand has been a total flop so far with shares losing 93% of its value and the licensing agreement set to expire next year. Who am I? The answer in the MLB Pick'em. We'll get to it. We'll do it next.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: The Ben Maller Show is a sports take invention lab by night. Enhance your listening experience. Chaperone Big Ben on Twitter, he's at Ben Maller. On Facebook, it's Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. And on Instagram, it's at Ben Maller on Fox. Put your stamp on our proprietary blend of unique features such as lame jokes and Ask Ben coming up in hour three of tonight's program. And now live from the tyrack.com Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller.
6: Our friend Salsa writes and he's, he's giving me advice here. He says to call and see if they have a diversion program for my tickets. Salsa travels all over the place. He works for the airlines, so I'm imagining he's gotten tickets all over the place. Josh writes in. He's upset. This is great. So Josh complains when I talk about the Lakers, and now he complains when I'm not talking about the Lakers. He says that I hate the Lakers, uh, and which is true. I, I do. I despise them. I'm very happy the Denver Nuggets won. Uh, he says, and then he shies away, when uh, they can be the lead story instead of off-season football, uh, Josh says, well, yes, Josh, because it's called broadcasting, not narrowcasting, and we talked about the Lakers and uh, the pathetic nature of the franchise that they're going the wrong direction. I don't know what Mark can add to it. Uh, there's nothing. There's not a good story. There's nothing new to add to it other than clickbait stories on the Internet, which are people throwing out rumors to try to get clicks, and it doesn't interest me. It doesn't move the needle in my world, and football does. Andy Reid taking a bowel movement is more interesting than a Laker offseason story to me. I'm sorry. All right, does he wipe with his right hand or a left hand? Does he use a uh, does he use some kind of water device to clean his tukus? I don't know. And these are all questions I have. Time now for the Who Am I game. I am a global sporting star. Who? But my clothing brand has been a total flop. At least so far, shares losing 93% of their value, and my licensing agreement with the producers of said brand set to expire next year. Who am I? That is the question. And what is the answer? And let's see. Justin in the Enchanted Forest was guessed by Just Josh. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat from Rob in Vegas. Toe Blake from Calligan Tim in Michigan. Page down, page down. Uh, Ferg Dog's going with big game. Joe Davis is his answer. I see what you did there. Milkman Mike in Colorado says Russell Wilson's uh, Gur Animal line of clothes at Kmart. Jennifer Love Hewitt guessed by the Dixter parody account. Shane from Des Moines going with the Joker. And I don't mean Nikola Jokic as the answer. Tiger Woods guessed by the late night drug tester. Massage Watson from Maller Prop Guy. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? Marcel in the morning. Marcel in the morning. Uh, that is incorrect, Eddie. Shocking as that is the correct answer. Global sports star, clothing brand, has been a total failure. Shares losing 93% of their value. That would be Lionel Messi. Messi, not a great salesman. That's the answer we're looking for. He's got 460 million followers on Instagram the endorsement, deal—he's they're paying him more money than the brand took in, in revenue. They're paying him almost $2 million a year, which is more than the brand actually generated in revenue. So no one's buying that crap with the messy name on it. But let's get to it. Here we go. I don't know why. I thought he was a big deal. All right, here we go. Let's get to it right now. Time for the MLB Pick'Em for Thursday. And I am told the Koopa Loop will be going first.
5: That is correct. And with my
6: first pick, I'm going to go with Logan Gilbert. Eh, that's not that impressive. I'm going to take a different Logan. Logan Webb of the Gigantes. Roberto. Bad pick
5: by you. He's not pitching, by the way. Yeah. He's going to pick. Yeah.
6: He told me <laughs> I will take Aaron Judge. All right, Eddie. Go ahead, Eddie. The back to the back. I'll take
0: Zach Eflin right. and Pete Alonzo. Roberto.
6: I will take... Juan Soto. Give me Goldie. Paul Goldschmidt. Coop the back-to-back on the MLB Pick'em. I'll go with Randy Arroz Arena, And yeah. um, let's go um, with Aldi Rutschman. Um, okay. Adley. With Adley. a question mark. Adley. I'm going to take Adley from, from my St. Louis Cardinals... Nolan Gorman, whoever that is, I'm going to take someone named Nolan Gorman. Roberto, that's
8: a, that's I'll a good take pick, future Dodger Lucas Giolito, oh. and last pick,
0: Eddie. Matt Olson, Matt
8: Olson.
6: Uh, too late, Eddie. Sorry. You
8: got it in.